The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Mount St. Joseph College Athletics. This Lions broadcast is brought to you by Barbarian Apparel. Contact us at barbariancustomers at gmail.com. Official investigators and security services. Call now at 844-263-3424. The Roar Store on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. LIT Wellness. Call us at 513-659-3017. Indeed and Indeed Flex. Coming to Cincinnati soon. Call 513-984-2274. Iron Sharpens Iron. Call today at 513-383-9773. The Wishbone Tavern. Call Nicole for your catering needs at 513-384-8607. And the Mount St. Joseph University. Mount St. Joseph University Sports is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now, let's go to the field for today's game. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Hanover, Indiana, where today we have got college softball action for you today as the Lions will be taking on the Hanover Panthers here in Indiana. It is just a gorgeous day for softball this afternoon as the temperatures are going to range close to 70 degrees, not a cloud in sight. The wind is very, very low here today, and the Mount St. Joseph Lions are going for their third consecutive Heartland Conference Championship. Two wins today will clinch the title and they will host the tournament this coming Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at the Mount Softball Complex in Cincinnati. Alongside Chris Morris and Chris, as we look at this afternoon's doubleheader here in Hanover, these are two very important games for the Lions. Yeah, the Lions have set themselves up in a good spot. You don't get too many opportunities like this in a season, and today the Lions look to take two to clinch the number one seed in next week's conference tournament. So when you give it an opportunity, you got to do something with it, and we'll find out exactly what the Lions do over the next four hours. Well, the Lions are going to come into this game with a record of 28-7 and on the year. They are 12-2 and in the Heartland Conference. Now, when you look at the standings, Chris, basically... Transy right now is on top. They're done. They're finished with the Heartland. They are 14 and 2. But if the Lions win both of these ball games, they finish 14 and 2, and they win the tiebreakers over Transy. Yeah, important games for both Hanover and the Mount. Either any way that anything can mess up the standings is a sweep by either team. A split doesn't switch anything up, but a sweep by either team, the sweep by the Mount would put us as a number one seed, and a sweep by Hanover would jump Hanover all the way to the three seed, and these two teams would match up again in the first round on Thursday. The Lions are seven and six on the road this year, and as we said, their magic number is two. Hanover is 13 and 17 on the year. They are eight and six in the Heartland Conference. They also are entrenched right now in the fifth spot, and they are in 
the tournament coming up Thursday, Friday, no matter what happens here this afternoon. Exactly right. They're in the tournament for back-to-back years under Coach Corey Collinsworth, so she's done an outstanding job of getting this program to -to back-to-back tournaments. But as you mentioned, they are playing for something today to jump from maybe the five seed all the way up to the three seed. And uh, there's a lot on stake on this Sunday afternoon in Indiana. It's hard to believe, though, but Hanover is just three and seven at home on the year. Yeah, they've had a kind of an up and down roller coaster ride of a season and uh, played some quality opponents in the non conference and then obviously in conference play started to get their bats going a little bit and the pitching started to get a little bit better for them and. Uh, Played a tough game against Transylvania last week, and, you know, they're right in the mix, and they obviously got them a berth the other night uh, against Rose. They clinched to make the tournament for back-to-back years, so they're coming in. They're going to compete hard. Well, the top five teams for the tournament, are in, they're there. It doesn't matter what happens. The rest of the way, they are there to start on Thursday. That is Transylvania, Franklin, Hanover, Defiance, and, of course, the Mount. It's just a question of who plays who and what seeds they're going to get. Realistically, right now, it looks like Hanover is not going to move out of that spot. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you're the Mount, you've gotten to see Defiance, you've gotten to see Transy, and now you're going to get to see Hanover. You're going to get to see three of the five teams in the tournament the last week of the regular season, so I think that does justice of just kind of the competition you're going to have to face next week. Well, Hanover, they, as you said, they split with Rose on Thursday. They won the first game 4-1. to one. They lost the nightcap in nine innings, 8-7. to seven. And They didn't get home till about 1-1.30 in the morning, and that was really one of the contributing factors to moving this game from Friday afternoon to Sunday afternoon. Yeah, they got in late from Rose. They had an extra inning game that went well into the night. And then, obviously, the weather played a big factor of trying to make sure we got these two games in. It was important for both programs, and you didn't want to get to a point where one game didn't get in or due to the lights or due to the weather that really cost one of these two programs a spot or a seating in the tournament. So good job by both coaching staffs to work through this and get this on a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Well, Beth Goddard was the head coach of the Lions in her 21st year. She knows just how important this game is. Both games are actually here this afternoon from Hanover, and we had a chance to talk to her earlier today. Beth, as you head into these two games, first of all, Two wins, you host the tournament, a split, we go to Transy next week, so the importance of these two games is really, really important, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, you know, we, we need to go out and take care of business today, and, and so that we're hosting next weekend, and, you know, and, and unfortunately we're going to be co-championships, champions with, uh, with Transy again, but at least we're, we will be hosting this year versus going to Transy. Yeah, it's a little different setup than it is, was last year. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So when you look at it, I mean, I know there's an advantage to being the home team in the tournament, but I mean, this team is, has really played well enough to earn that advantage, haven't they? They have. We, you know, I think um, I'll have to go back and look, but it. I don't know that we've ever gone ten and zero at home in a regular season. Um, so that part of it is huge. Um, we we defend our our home turf really well. So, um, you know, that would be a huge advantage for us going into the tournament. Now Hanover's a team that's going to be in the tournament. I mean, realistically, win or lose, whatever happens in this one, that tournament is pretty much wide open, isn't it? 
It is. There's a, you know, the top five teams this year in the conference have all um, proven that they could they could potentially win it. Um, and so this is probably one of our deepest um, conference tournaments uh, that we've had in a while. So I think anybody that goes in and if they're if they're hot and they're playing well, I think any of them could actually win the tournament. You know, as young as you are, what kind of a learning experience can the girls come away with this doubleheader today? Um, it's huge. I mean, you know, just uh, with us being so young, uh, they've got to go out. They've and this will be a big test for them as far as their concentration. They have to stay focused. They have to go out and they have to play seven innings and you know and take care of business and focus in those seven innings. Um, well, essentially fourteen innings, but um, you know a seven inning and then seven more innings. So um, they have to stay focused and they have to just stay relaxed and just know that you know. Let's go out and play our game. Good luck today. Thank you so much. Chris, as you look at this, you know how young the Lions are. and We've talked about it throughout the season and how the, the freshmen have really, really played outstanding when you talk about them, Cornelius Stevenson, uh, Kennedy, and also McDonald out in center field. But when you look at this, Chris, I mean, this is a real learning experience for them. Yeah, either way this goes today, you at least get this opportunity for a learning experience for these kids to feel the feeling of, hey, you have a chance to take care of business today, and whether or not you do it is up to you. And uh, sometimes you get opportunities in a season, and you have to take full advantage of those, and that's what the Lions look to do today. And when we come back, we will talk more about this afternoon's doubleheader, bring you the batting orders, and have the first pitch after these timeouts. Your shipping manager left to find himself, leaving you lost. You need to hire. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Indeed Instant Match instantly delivers quality candidates matching your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash hire. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, whether it's spirit wear, gifts, or snacks. But the Roar Store is more. They offer everything from notebooks to laundry detergent, even brake fluid and tire repair, plus a wide range of food and drink. And it's just a walk away. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Teaching is my calling, so when I needed to renew my license, I chose Mount St. Joseph University. The Mount offers the only program in the state of Ohio that allows you to combine two education endorsements to earn a graduate degree. In less than two years, I combined the reading and gifted intervention specialist endorsements. Classes were convenient, fully online, and I received personal attention from my professors. The Mount helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash ohio. Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy, and now I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we can take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside, ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Dayton Children's, experts you trust, caring for the children you love. Dave Mitchell, Chris Morris, right back here at Hanover, where this afternoon the Mount getting set to take on the Hanover Panthers, and basically for the Lions, win two, and they host the tournament this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Chris, when you look at this schedule that Hanover has played this year, they had their first four games of the year canceled because of weather, and then... 
They went on a, they won their first game, then went on a couple of game losing streak, won their next one, lost their next two. Basically, that's been the story of Hanover's season. Uh, they did have one losing streak of seven games in the middle of the year, but they have not had a winning streak of over two games this season. Yeah, they, they their schedule's been tough. Their non-conference was outstanding, obviously playing Birmingham Southern. And then they went to the Transylvania Invitational over in E-Town and played some quality opponents, quality regional opponents, Illinois Wesleyan, Muskegon, Case Western, Wittenberg, and Denison. And then they jumped right into conference play. So Coach Collinsworth did a really good job of creating a really hard non-conference schedule. And I think it's paid dividends in what they've done in conference play, especially with getting that fifth seat so far in the tournament. I mean, you understand all the tiebreakers and everything, so let's go through this. Obviously, the Mount, if they win two, they win the conference due to the tiebreakers. If they split here, what happens? Yeah, and nothing happens if they split. Transylvania's the one, the Mount's the two. Defiance would be three, Franklin would be four, and Hanover would be five. The only way that the standing is going to change at all would be a sweep by the Mount. They would jump Transylvania and host, or a sweep by Hanover. They would actually jump Franklin and Defiance to get up to the three seed, and these two teams would match up again round one on Thursday afternoon. Doesn't matter where the tournament is going to be held at. The tournament will be Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And the game times, as far as we know right now, are 10, 12, 2, and 4. That we know right now the way the tournament is set up. Yeah, and the top five teams get in. It's a double elimination tournament. The one seed gets to buy 2 versus 3, 4 versus 5. And uh, you'll go from there. So just a couple days away. But this is the final of the regular season this afternoon. And it's a big one. Well, Hanover, not only are they coming in, they were shorthanded before, but basically they're even more shorthanded today. They're out a couple of girls. Lexi Garlow is out. She's got an elbow injury, and Carson Bennett is out also. She is unable to play. She had an ACL injury a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we talked to Coach Collinsworth before the game, and Bennett obviously was having a really good year. She's from Batesville, Indiana, the sophomore East Central High School. Garlow was having an outstanding year, hitting over 300. She was a key piece to this offense and also defensively in the outfield. She's a junior from Salem, Indiana. So uh, they're a little shorthanded, but they're as healthy as they've been <laughs> per Coach Collinsworth. And, of course, when you look at this, this is senior day for Hanover. They had one senior, and that is Lily Compton, the senior pitcher who is going to throw the first game here today for the Hanover Panthers. As they introduce the starting lineups, let's give you the batting order for the Mount St. Joseph Lions, and then we'll have our national anthem. Allie Lang is going to lead off for the Lions' usual lineup. She is playing left field, batting 430 on the year, and she's got a 496 on-base percentage. Kelsey Stevenson is at second base hitting 306. Macy Cornelius will bat third. She's got 52 hits, 24 RBIs on the year for the freshman. Shortstop also hitting 456 on the season. Rachel Gabbard is at first base hitting 374 in batting cleanup. Casey Bramble will be the DP this afternoon, the junior hitting 278. She's got four RBIs batting fifth. Maddie Kennedy, the freshman, will be in right field hitting 333, batting sixth. Casey Fincham is at third base this afternoon. She's hitting 368, Fincham with 20 RBIs on the year. B. Ivers is behind the plate hitting 322, and Emily McDonald will be in center field this afternoon hitting 365 for the Lions coming into this one, and they will be facing off against Lily Compton. Compton 
with an ERA of 4.13 coming into this afternoon's ball game. A record of 7-6, and six, Chris. This will be her 14th start of the season, her 17th appearance. She's thrown nine complete games, one shutout. She's got one save also in 79 and two-thirds innings. She has struck out 96. She's walked only 15. She's given up 56 runs on 80 hits, but only 47 of those runs were earned. And the opponents are hitting 250 against her on the season. She is going to be a formidable opponent this afternoon for the Lions. Yeah, Lily Compton was the first team all HCAC last year, and the two things that stand out to me with her, only 15 walks on the year in 96 strikeouts in 79.2 innings pitch. She's going to be a tough out, and she's the ace for this Hanover program. Of course, Hanover, the home team here this afternoon, now being introduced and taking the field as we now, on this bright, sunshiny Sunday afternoon, stand for the National Anthem. team on the scoreboard here this afternoon. They are adorned in their gray home uniforms with red numerals, lettering, and sleeves, and white trim. And the Lions are going to be in their dark blue road uniforms, blue tops and bottoms. They've got the white striping across the middle with dark blue lettering and white trim here this afternoon. Well, you can't ask for any better day here in Hanover, Indiana, Chris. No, beautiful skies, big crowd. Got a huge crowd out in the outfield as they do not have a windscreen on their fence out here, so it allows the fans to park the cars out in the left field lot. You got the beautiful trees in center field, and you got the handful of fans down the right field line, and it is packed behind home plate here on this Senior Day Sunday for the Hanover Panthers. So we're about set to get this one underway as Compton is on the mound, finishing up her warm-up pitches. It'll be Allie Lang leading it off for the Lions. Then comes Kelsey Stevenson and Macy Cornelius here in Hanover. This is just a gorgeous field. Dirt infield and grass outfield. And the fences are approximately eight feet tall here at Cops Bedell Stadium. Into the wind and the first pitch of the ball game as Compton gets the sign. First pitch to Lang is a called strike over the outside corner. 
And we are underway here in Hanover. 71 degrees. Bright sunshine here this afternoon. Lang, down in the count, 0-1. In at the corners are Hutchison and Coos. And that pitch is inside for a ball. 1-1 one one to count. Lang coming into today, hitting 430 for the Lions. Second in batting average. It's been an outstanding leadoff entire season. And the 1-1 pitch to the plate is a called strike, and now the count goes 1-2 and two early, to Lang. Early on, Compton painting the outside corner, up in the count, 1-2. Lang down in the count, one ball, two strikes. Now Kuz backs up a little bit at first base, and the pitch is outside. And that evens the count up at 2-2. Two and two. Lang with 46 hits on the year, 5 RBIs, sluggy percentage of 486. Compton into the wind and the righties pitch swan and slapped foul off the third base dugout. Miller's going to chase it down behind the plate. Defensively for Hanover, they've got Bradley in left, Dickinson in center, Beeman in right, Hutchinson is at third, Fultz at short, Hilgenhold is at second base, Kuz at first, Miller behind the plate, and Compton's 2-2 is swung on and slapped foul this time off the pole of the third base dugout. Almost bounced inside and Count stays two and two. Good early battle between Compton and Lang. Lead off versus senior pitcher celebrating her day today here in Hanover. Lang, left-handed batter even in the count. Leading it off here on this Sunday afternoon. And that pitch high and outside in the count now three and two. Tough pitch to take right there by Lang on the outside. So far early, Compton going to that outside corner. Beth Goderwitz in her 21st year coaching down in the third base box. D.D. Morris in the first base coaches box. That pitch swung on and fouled out of play over the third base dugout. Count stays three and two. Still playing in at third is Hutchison. Almost halfway between third and home. Now she backs up just a little bit on a 3-2 pitch. And it comes into Lang, and that pitch called strike three over the outside corner. Compton wins the battle against Lang. Gets the call on the outside corner looking for Lang, and that's Compton's first strikeout of the day. Well, early in this game, Chris, at least to the first batter, the home plate umpire has got a wide strike zone. Yeah, he gave Compton that outside corner, and she took advantage of it. Stevenson hitting 306, three homers, 24 RBIs. Batting second for the Lions, takes that pitch for a called strike. Stevenson, a freshman from Mooresville, Indiana, second base for this Lions lineup. 0-1 the count. Compton's pitch to the plate, swung on and lined into the third base glove of Hutchison for the line out. What a play by the third baseman, Hutchinson. That ball was roped off the bat of Stevenson. Hutchinson hangs tough at third base on the line drive for the second out of the inning for the Panthers. Brings up Macy Cornelius, who leads the team with 52 hits this year. The freshman, no homers, 24 ribbies, 456 on the season. And that pitch is taken over below for a ball. Cornelius from Whiteland, Indiana, the freshman shortstop. 52 hits on the year, Dave. Outstanding. 1-0 the count. Stevenson swings and fists that one back against the screen. She's had several articles written by that Whiteland paper this year. Yeah, the Daily Journal's really kept a, kept a good toll on Cornelius so far this year, and uh, she would definitely be the favorite for freshman of the year in the conference. 
One and one to count to Stevenson. Right-handed batter, and that pitch is high and outside, two and one. Rachel Gabbard is on deck if Cornelius can keep this inning alive. Back even with the bag now is Hutchison. Yes, is Hutchison at third. That pitch swung on and missed. Went after a high fastball, two and two. Compton got Cornelius to chase up in the zone. Two-two count, two outs in the inning. You don't see Cornelius swing and miss very often. Two and two the count. Compton deals the pitch, swung on, foul back against the screen again as Cornelius stays alive. Macy with only nine strikeouts on the year, seven walks. Slightly open stance, stands even with the plate. Two and two the count, two down here in the inning, and that pitch swung on and fouled over the first base dugout, takes a bounce in the parking lot. We heard about Dr. Williams' car on Thursday night in the doubleheader. <laughs> Took a foul ball to the windshield. Just a little too close to the playing field by Dr. Williams. 2-2 swung on and lined foul past D.D. Morris off the screen and caromed right into the glove of Coos at first base. Count stays. 2-2 two two to Cornelius. Fouling off some good pitches here. Into the wind is Compton, and the pitch is in tight. Nice stop by Miller behind the plate. And the count now goes full three and two. Second three and two count that Compton has had in this inning. Nice at bat so far from Cornelius making Compton work for this third out of the inning. Fouling off a few pitches. Now gets it to a full count, two outs. Into the wind, and the pitch to the plate swung on. Foul back against the screen again. Straight back here. We are in the press box here at Hanover, just to the left of home plate. Great vantage point of this gorgeous field in Indiana, and a good crowd here this afternoon. Payoff pitch to the plate, swung on, and a fly ball into right field. And that's going to drop in front of the right fielder, Beeman, for the first hit of the ball game by Macy Cornelius. Cornelius stays hot at the plate, gets a little bloop out to right field, a single. That's her 53rd hit of the year, and the Lions have a base runner here in the top of the first. And it'll bring up Rachel Gabbard. Gabbard right-handed batter with Cornelius at first. Gabbard hitting 374. She's got two homers. 35 RBIs on the year. Stands deep in that batter's box. Almost on the back line of it. Cornelius at first with two down in the inning. And the pitch to Gabbard. Squares. There goes the runner. Cornelius throw down by Miller. And in sliding head first safely is Cornelius with the stolen base. That'll be Cornelius' seventh stolen base of the year. Seven for seven on the year. She got a great jump. And now the Lions have a runner in scoring position for Rachel Gabbard. Gabbard squared the bunt, but pulled it back. Now you would think the button's off. Now she is standing up closer to the front of the batter's box, and that pitch swung on and missed. Had a great cut at a high fastball. One and one. Big cut right there from Gabbard. Leads this team in RBIs with 35, but only two hits in the last four games. Casey Bramble in the on-deck circle. That pitch high and outside. And the count goes to two and one. Nothing, nothing. We've just begun this one top of the first. Cornelius at second. Pitch swung on and missed by Gabbard. And the count evens up at two and two with two outs. Compton continues to go to that outside corner of the plate. Gets Gabbard swinging. 
Coach Morris is going to call time down the first base side and talk to Rachel. Cornelius at second, two outs, 2-2 two, two count. Cornelius reached on a base hit to right field, then stole second. Outfield playing deep, but straight away for Gabbard. And the corners for Hanover are playing back almost even with the bag. Two balls, two strikes. Home plate umpire writing down the visit between Dee Dee and Rachel. Now gets everything back and handled. Now we're set to go. And the 2-2 pitch. Gabbard swung on and missed. Goes down swinging. Second strikeout of the inning for Compton and for the Lions. They pick up no runs on one hit. They leave one on. We head to the bottom of the first. It is the Mount Nothing Hanover coming to bat on UltimateSportsTalk.com. When I needed to renew my teaching license, Mount St. Joseph University offered the only program in Ohio that allowed me to combine two education endorsements to earn a graduate degree fully online. The Mount helped me climb higher. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash Ohio. Dave Mitchell, Chris Morris right back here in Hanover where the Lions went down when just one hit in the inning. And let's bring you the batting order now for the Hanover Panthers. As they come in 13-17 and 17 on the year, they will lead off Kenzie Bradley. Bradley has no homers, eight RBIs, hitting 286, the left fielder leading it off. Lauren Beeman will be batting second, the right fielder hitting 366. Kendra Hutcherson, the junior, playing third base, hitting 376, will bat third. Lily Compton, the pitcher today, hitting 348 and bats cleanup. Catherine Dickinson, the center fielder, hitting 291, will bat fifth. Danny Stewart will be the DP this afternoon, hitting 283. Carson Coos, the first baseman, hitting 323, batting seventh. Ava Hilgenhold is at second base, hitting eighth, batting 145. And freshman Mallory Fultz, the shortstop, rounding out the batting order, hitting 303. So it's Bradley Beeman and Hutchison. Then Compton, Dickinson, and Stewart. Coos, Hilgenhold, and Fultz. The bottom three for Corey Collinsworth in her fifth year. 62 and 81. She is 30 and 32 in the Heartland Conference. And they will be facing Cam McCool, who leads the conference in ERA with a .99 number in that category. She's 14 and 3. This will be her 18th start, 23rd appearance. She has completed 17 games, struck out 131, walked just 34 in 112 and two-thirds innings. McCool, the senior right-hander, on the mound, getting set to take it on against Kenzie Bradley, left-handed hitter, and that pitch is low and outside for a ball. One or no the count. Bradley coming into today in the leadoff spot, hitting 286 for the Panthers. 18 runs scored, 30 hits, and 5 doubles. And the next pitch bounces in front of the plate. And the count now goes to 2-0. Bradley, 8 RBIs on the year. She is 7 of 8 in stolen bases this season. Lions playing in at the corner, and that pitch slapped foul behind home plate. And the count now goes to 2-1. and one. Bradley, a junior from Greenfield, Indiana, Greenfield Central High School. McCool peers in, looks for the sign. Now the pitch swung on, fouled straight back against the screen. And the count now evens up at 2-2. Two and two. 
Lions magic number is two. Transy did what they needed to do yesterday. They swept a doubleheader against Bluffton. Almost blew a 5 nothing lead in the seventh inning yesterday afternoon in game number one. But ended up winning at 6-5. to five. That pitch swung on it. Grounder right to third to Fincham. And she throws high, pulled off, Gabbard off the bag. And on safely at first base is Bradley. Bradley puts the ball in play hard to Fincham at third. She gathers it up but throws it high to Gabbard. Pulls Gabbard up off the bag, and Bradley's on on a Fincham misthrow for the Lions. So, first error of the ball game committed by the Lions. And that'll bring to the plate Lauren Beeman. Beeman, the right fielder, hitting 366. And I'm not sure what's going on here. They're going to call her out at first base. Going to call her out for being out of the batter's box when she hits the ball, Dave. So that it will be the first out of the inning. They're going to call Bradley for being out of the box. Kind of a so? momentum change early in this game. Absolutely. So one away, nobody on now, and Beeman to the plate. And Beeman fouls that back over the screen and out of play, 0-1. Beeman coming into today, hitting 366. That puts her second on this lineup. 20 runs scored, 30 hits. Nine doubles, two home runs, and 17 RBIs. Interesting call. Registering the first out of the ball game. That pitch swung on and missed. For Hanover, 0-2 the count. Now to Beeman, who stands deep in that right-handed batter's box. Beeman, just a freshman from Indianapolis, Indiana. More than likely will pitch game two for Hanover. And the 0-2 pitch swung on and missed. McCool got her swinging. Three pitches. Kay McCool gets her first strikeout of the afternoon in the second out of the bottom of the first. And it brings up Kendra Hutchison, the third baseman, hitting 376 on the season. Hutchison with two homers and 21 RBIs on the year. Another right-handed batter that stands deep in the batter's box. And the two-out pitch swung on and grounded right near Compton in the on-deck circle. She had to skip out of the way of that one. Owen won the count. Hutchinson, a junior utility player from Lafayette, Indiana. Owen won the count. And the pitch swung on and fouled back. And out of play. Hutchinson made a great play in the top half of this inning over at third. It was a line drive shot off the bat of Kelsey Stevenson. She hanged tough and made the out on a line drive. Hard play. Good job by Hutchinson. Now she's trying to get the first hit of the day for the Panthers. McCool deals the 0-2 down low and outside. Waste pitch by McCool. Count now goes to 1-2. and two. Mackenzie Smith, assistant coach for Hanover in her first year, former player for the Panthers, and had a chance to talk to her a little bit before today's game. One and two, the count swung on, and line foul down the left field side. Hits up against the screen, and Allie Lang will give chase on the warning track. I was talking to Coach Smith, just the changing from being a player to being a coach, and uh, she said it's been a good transition so far, and uh, she's really had a good time with Coach Collinsworth in this program this year. Peering in, McCool. One and two the count. Pitch to the plate. Fouled straight back. Count stays at one and two. Hanover today came in as a team in the conference sixth in batting average at 306 and seventh in home runs with eight as a team. 
And the one-two pitch is a changeup called strike three. She throws Hutchison at home plate looking. Two strikeouts in the inning. Hanover goes down one, two, three in the first. We've got no score from Hanover on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Are you ready to focus on your health and well-being? Are you ready to create a culture where the values of health and wholeness are promoted and practiced? I'm Tanya Fosnacht-Jollop, proud MSJ alum and the founder of LIT Wellness Solutions. My years of experience as a registered and licensed dietitian nutritionist have taught me that lasting health transformation requires focusing on all dimensions of well-being and not just physical health. Check us out at LITWellnessSolutions.com to learn more about how you can begin creating a culture of wellness for yourself, your family, and your business. Dave Mitchell, Chris Morris right back here in Hanover where Hanover goes down 1-2-3 in the inning, and the Lions will come to bat. No score as we head to the second. Lions will bring up Casey Bramble, Maddie Kennedy, and Casey Fincham. Bramble had the night off on Thursday for senior night as the Caitlin Leslie got to start those two games since she was one of two seniors, and she ended up with a game-winning hit in the first game on Thursday night. Now Bramble back in her DP spot, stands in the front of the batter's box, leading it off against Compton, right-handed batter, and takes the first pitch just off the inside corner for a ball, 1-0. Good start by both pitchers so far. Compton with two strikes, two strikeouts in the top half. McCool came with two strikeouts in the bottom half. Outfield straight away, and that pitch high and outside to Bramble. Of course, we've talked about Casey. She was starting to get her batting eye back after missing most of the season with that Achilles heel injury. And that pitch is a called strike over the outside corner. Nice pitch from Compton, 2-1. and one. Yeah, Casey went 3-4 for four against Transylvania in game number two. And then on senior night, as you mentioned, Caitlin Leslie got the two starts. But Bramble back in the lineup today for the Lions. 2-1 and one the count. That pitch swung on and missed. Went on a pitch above the belt, two and two. Casey hitting 278 this year, and uh, 28 at bats, only six runs, eight hits. Wind blowing out towards left center field now. Two two pitch to Bramble, swung on and missed, tied her up, strike three. Compton gets her third strike out of the day as she gets Bramble swinging on an inside pitch, and that'll bring up Maddie Kennedy. Kennedy's been one of the hottest hitters the Lions have over the last six or seven ball games. Comes in hitting 333 with 16 RBIs. Right-handed hitter takes that one off the outside corner for a ball. Dave, they called, he did that, call that a strike. called that a strike on the outside corner. Wow, just a tad bit generous today. And that pitch swung on and missed, Kennedy. Well, Compton doing the smart thing. She got the first call on the outside corner and then went just a little bit farther outside Yes, and got Kennedy to go for it. So far, she's staying away. Comes in a little, but most of the pitches are away. And that pitch comes inside, and it's fisted foul. Count stays 0-2. Kennedy done a really good job in conference play. On the year, she's hitting 333, but as you mentioned, Dave, a couple games here, she's been really tough at the plate. On to the count to Kennedy. Pitch to the plate outside. And the count now one and two. That wind's starting to kick up here, but still just 
a beautiful day. There's not a cloud around here, Chris. And that pitch swung on and missed. Boy, Compton really dealing this afternoon. That's three Ks in a row, two down in the inning. Yeah, it's four strikeouts on the day for Compton, and she's doing a good job of getting ahead of the hitters, staying on the outside corner, slowing down this Lions offense early on. Brings up Casey Fincham, the seventh hitter in the lineup. Third baseman steps in, takes a strike over the outside corner. Once again, starts out the bat on the outside corner. Going to have to make that adjustment if you're the Lions offense. Casey batting 368 on the year. Into the line, the pitch to the third baseman line, right back to the mound. It comes and backhands it for the third out of the inning. And in the inning for the Lions, they get no runs on no hits, no errors. They go down one, two, three. We head to the bottom of the second. No score from Hanover on UltimateSportsTalk.com. For more than a century, Mount St. Joseph University has prepared nursing leaders who serve their patients with the heart of a lion. Whether entering the nursing field, changing careers, or expanding your professional skills, innovative simulation labs and a variety of clinical sites prepare you to deliver exceptional patient care. With flexible undergraduate and graduate programs taught by highly credentialed faculty, the Mount will help you climb higher. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash nursing. If you're looking for a pediatrician that will take time to listen with genuine concern and compassion, make an appointment with Mount St. Joseph alum, Dr. Libby Spees. Call 513-246-8900. Dr. Spees has been a part of the Cincinnati area all of her life and has experienced a lifelong affinity for working with children and helps them feel comfortable. She gets to know the patient, not just their medical charts, but their interests, hobbies, likes, and dislikes. So become a part of the Spees medical family. Call today for an appointment. Dr. Libby Spees, 513-246-8900. Lily Compton will lead it off for Hanover here in the second inning. No score. Compton, the pitcher, leadoff hitter here in the inning, batting fourth, hitting 348. No score. That pitch is taken down low for a ball. Boy, the last few games that Cam McCool has pitched, Chris, she has not gotten much run support. Not over the last couple nights, and uh, hopefully that will change moving forward, but Compton's throwing well early. That pitch swung on, fly ball down the left field side, but it will twist foul. And the count evens up one and one. Compton playing her last games on this Hanover field, the lone senior on this team. McCool, the wind, and the pitch. That pitch is down low below the knees. Two balls, one strike. Compton, the senior from Evansville, Indiana. Had an outstanding career here for Hanover, as you mentioned, celebrating her senior day today. Of course, for those of you who have followed softball for years, 2-1 pitch. That pitch swung on and tap foul. Coming over Fincham in front of the third base. Coach's box backhands it. For the first out of the inning. Nice play by Fincham. Yeah, really nice job by Fincham to cover it in foul territory as McCool gets Compton to pop up down the third base side and Fincham makes the first out of the inning in foul territory. Brings up Dickinson. I was going to say that Compton got married. She used to be Lily Bierman, but now she goes by Compton. And the first pitch to Dickinson is taken at the knees for a strike. Dickinson coming into today, 291 batting average, 25 hits, three doubles, and nine RBIs. Stewart is on deck. The 0-1 swung on and grounded to third, backhanded by Fincham, bobbled it, strong throw across in time. 
to get Dickinson for the second out of the inning. Two outs in the inning, both courtesy of Fincham. That's a low grounder to her. She bats it down, gathers it up, barehanded, fires it across over to Gabbert for the second out of the inning. Brings up Danny Stewart, left-hander hitter, a freshman, the DP, hitting 283 on the air. She's got 10 ribbies. Stands up even with the plate and up close. Slight crouch as McCool checks in. And the two-out pitch, swung on and missed. Stewart is from Shelbyville, Indiana. Another <laughs> Chamber of Commerce, contractually obligated. Not Shelbyville, Kentucky, Shelbyville, Indiana. Ah, well, still I had to Shelbyville. throw that in there on you. Still Shelbyville. <laughs> 0-1. See how much I listen to you? Next pitch, 0-2, right down Broadway. Yeah, Cam doing a good job here. Up 0-2 in the count. Two outs in the inning. Bottom of the second. 0-0 score. Shelbyville, Indiana might as well put you on retainer anyway. As much as you say that word. 0-2 the count. That pitch swung on. Fouled straight back. Count stays 0-2. Well, I've been trying to watch the Guardians the last couple of nights. All of their announcers have got COVID. They've had to bring in a backup announcing crew. If they'd have called us, we'd have gone. 100%. They're in Oakland. Jump on the plane and get out there. Yeah. The 0-2 pitch high and outside. Ivers had to pounce out of the crouch to get that one. Yeah. Matt Underwood, Rick Manning, all have COVID. So they had to bring in their studio crew to do the games. The 1-2 pitch to the plate. Swung on and missed. Strike three. That'll be the third strikeout of the ball game. Issued by Cam McCool as Hanover goes down 1-2-3 for the second straight inning. We head to the third. There's no score here from Hanover on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students. Like when you need a textbook. Students can order books exclusively online that they can pick up at the Roar store through our new eCampus site. eCampus includes two different shipping options. Free online shipping to textbook delivery hub located in the Roar store or delivered to your off-campus residence. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Well, both Cam McCool and Lily Compton are really dealing here this afternoon, Chris, as both teams... Just basically going up and down. Combined seven strikeouts so far between Compton and McCool. So early on pitcher's duel as we head to the top of the third. B. Ivers will lead it off. Then Emily McDonald and Allie Lang will be back up. Ivers, the catcher, hitting 322 on the season. Strolls to the plate. Back number 18, Elizabeth Ivers. Ivers, right-handed batter, has come up with... Some big hits. She's starting to get warmed up at the plate also. Right-handed batter always spins that bat before she steps into the batter's box. And she takes the first pitch outside for a ball, 1-0. You mentioned that B's continuing to get better and better. She At one point this year, she was hitting 110 on the year. Now she's back up over 322. So she's really progressed as the year went on. She was the leader RBI on this team last year. And the 1-0 is taken in tight. That's going to be called a strike. Compton gets the inside corner pitch. It's a 1-1 count. She goes outside, comes back in. We're in the third inning. No score. Lead off 
for the Lions is Ivers. Swung on and missed. Went after an outside pitch, one and two. Boy, Hanover just decimated by injuries. Just saw Garlow walking around with the harness around her neck, and that pitch swung on and missed by Ivers. Strike three. That's five Ks so far for Compton. Compton doing a really good job of getting ahead of hitters. She's hitting her place outside in and getting the calls, and she's off to five strikeouts early on in this game. Really good job by the senior. McDonald hitting 365, the number nine hitter for the Lions. Swings and misses at that pitch. McDonald coming in hitting 365 on 31 hits, 10 doubles, 2 triples, and 11 RBIs in the 9-hole spot for this lineup for the Lions. Lions aren't even really fouling the ball back, Chris. They're just swinging and missing at Compton right now. That pitch, now there's a foul back against the screen. And the count 0-2. Compton once again up 0-2 in the count. As you mentioned, just a tough tough 1-9 through nine so far for the Lions early on as Compton's dealing with 5 strikeouts. 0-2 the count, one down, McDonald with laying on deck. Pitch is in tight. McDonald turned away from that one, one and two. Emily McDonald, the freshman center fielder from Indianapolis, Indiana. One and two the count, and the pitch to McDonald is high and outside, two and two. You know, with all the girls from Indianapolis on this team, Chris, you could go to the Chamber of Commerce there, too, and probably <laughs> get a deal with them. <laughs> Two and two the count. And the one out pitch. Swung on. Foul back. Out of play over the first base dugout. Last Saturday we were in defiance. Bright sunshine. I got the burn and I'm starting to peel now. (laughs) Two and two the count. One down. Pitch in tight. McDonald almost got hit on that one, and the count goes three and two. McDonald making Compton work, fouling a few pitches off, taking a few on the inside corner. Full count, one out, top of the third, 0-0 game. Stands even with the plate. 3-2 pitch, swung on, fly ball, left field coming in, and now going back. Bradley goes over her head off the warning track, up against the fence, and going into second base with a stand-up double will be Emily McDonald. The freshman delivers again for the Lions. Barrels up a ball out to left field, and Bradley just went back and forth, unable to... Judge it off the bat, rolls up against the fence, and McDonald's going to stand up double here to the top of the third with one out. And that'll bring up Allie Lang. Lang, who is the bunt connoisseur of the Lions. She is tough to get out on those bunts and is very successful at it. Now the outfield coming in, and that pitch is a ball outside and low. McDonald hit it well off the bat. Bradley came in a step, came back a step, and then eventually went up over her head up against the left field fence. Hutchison and Coos are in close at the corners. That pitch swung on, fouled straight back by Alley. One and one the count. Well, you notice the Lions, whenever they've got somebody at second base, they peer in, look for those signs, and let the batter know if it's going to be inside or outside. One and one. And the pitch to the plate. There. Runner started to go, but that pitch was taken for a strike over the outside corner. One and two. Compton's really having good control on that outside corner of the plate early on. Lang. One and two the count. One down. Stevenson on deck. 
pitch to the plate outside. Compton went way outside that time. Evens counted two and two. If you're the Lions, you got to stay disciplined here. Two-two count. Got to make Compton throw pitches. You're looking for a timely base hit. Outfield way in against Lang for Hanover. That pitch high and out time outside. Three and two. That is a tough pitch to take on that outside corner as it now is a full count. Runner at second, one out for the Lions, lead off up Lang. First base is open. Full count to Allie Lang. That pitch, and she checked her swing but fouled it back to the backstop. Almost looked like Lang was trying to get out of the way and the bat got into it. Fouled it off. Still battling up there, number two, the junior. Three balls, two strikes. McDonald at second base. One down. Pitch to Lang. Fists it out into foul territory. It'll hit on the line and then bounce foul. And it'll be grabbed in foul territory by Hutchison. So the count stays three and two. Lang making Compton work here in the top half of the third. McDonald, the freshman, stands at second. That's just a little humpback fly ball that Hutchison could not get to from third. Three and two. One down. Pitch to Lang is outside ball four. Now the Lions have runners at first and second. That's a great at bat for number two, Allie Lang. That's a great eye. Fouled a few pitches off. Got it to the full count. Compton tried to go on the outside corner and it was just a little bit too out. And Lang walks. Now Lang at first. McDonald at second. That is the first walk given up by Compton. She has struck out five, but now she's given up a double and a walk. And Kelsey Stevenson, who is adjusting her play sheet on the left wrist and her batting glove now steps into the batter's box. She lined out to third her last time up and takes that pitch upstairs for a ball. He did call it a strike? Nope. He did call it a ball. 1-0. Stevenson second on this team in RBIs. Can the freshman from Mooresville deliver a timely hit for the Lions? Stevenson, slight crouch, runners at first and second, one down, that pitch is a changeup, floats over but low, and the count now goes to 2-0. and This is the first time Compton's really felt some trouble so far in this game, falling behind the hitter, Stevenson, two on, one out, top half of the third, 0-0 score. Well, you know she wants to do something here with Stevenson, she does not want to come up with Cornelius and the base is loaded. 2-0, and that pitch is over the outside corner, called strike, 2-1. and You mentioned that she's got Stevenson, Cornelius on deck, so back-to-back freshmen here for the Lions. Can they come up with the timely hits? Dickinson is just a step in front of the bag at third. Now the outfield back, medium depth, 2-1, high and outside, 3-1. and one. Hitters count right here if you're Stevenson looking to barrel up a ball. You got speed on the bases in Lang and McDonald. Three balls, one strike. Lions looking to break through first in this first game of the double dip. One away. Runners at first and second. That pitch is called strike. That is a good pitch by Compton. She's been getting that call and she goes and trusts that outside corner as the home plate umpire gives it to her full count. Three and two. One away. Into the wind. Compton and the pitch swung on foul back against the screen. three and two. This Lions team all year long, Chris, has been a team that once they see a pitcher and what they can do, they normally have been able to break through. Making good in-game adjustments. This is their second time through the order. 
3-2, swung on, pop foul, and out of play straight back over the press box here. Starting to foul off a lot more pitches second time around. 3-2. and two. This is three back-to-back really good at-bats between McDonald, Lang, and Stevenson. McDonald doubled, then Lang walked. Runners at first and second. One down here in the inning. 3-2 pitch to Stevenson. Swung on fly ball. Center field. Going back is Dickinson, and she will grab it for the second out of the inning. That's a big timeout for Compton. Gets Stevenson to fly out to center as Dickinson came in and made that play and holds Emily McDonald at second and laying at first. Two outs in the inning. Now it brings up Cornelius. 24 RBIs on the year. She singled her first time up. So she is one for one, but there's now two down. Lang still at first. McDonald at second. Great speed on the bases for the Lions. And the pitch is a called strike over the inside corner. Well, he has got a wide strike zone here today, Chris. Got to make that adjustment if yep. you're a hitter, and you also have to make that adjustment if you're on the other end defensively. <laughs> Gabbard is on deck. 0-1 the count. And the pitch to the plate. Swung on foul back against the screen. Just got underneath it in the count. Now two strikes, no balls. Compton working herself out of this. Up 0-2 on the count. Two outs. Two runners on. Two down. Compton trying to pitch out of a jam. Into the wind and the two-strike pitch to the plate. Swung on, popped to the second baseman. Coming in as Hilgen hold and has it for the third out of the inning. So the Lions threaten, but do not score as they pick up a hit and a walk. They leave two. We head to the bottom of the third. It's the Mount Nothing, Hanover Nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Dave Mitchell and Chris Morris right back here in Hanover. Lions had a couple of runners on, but couldn't bring them around. Couldn't come up with that two-out base hit. And now Hanover will come up to the plate. And they will bring up the bottom third of Coos, Hilgenhold, and Fultz. There was a big time outing by Compton right there in the top half of this inning to get out of that jam. Coos hitting 323, the first baseman. Coos is one of the taller players in the Heartland Conference. Right-handed batter swings and lines that one right over the head of the on-deck hitter, Hilgenhold. <laughs> Hilgenhold says, hit it the other way. Coos just gave her, hey, I'm sorry, but Coos coming in hitting 323, 11 runs, 20 hits, 2 doubles, 3 home runs, and 23 RBIs. That leads the Panthers. Coos. Swings and fouls that one straight back. How tall is she? Do you have any idea? Got to be up close to six foot. She's about like Geraci. Yeah, she's tall. Very tall. 0-2 the count to Coos. And the pitch. Check swing upstairs. They're going to appeal down to the 
base umpire, and she says no swing. Beth Goderwiss came right off of her stool. No, that's a good call. One and two the count. Dukuz. Spread out on the right-handed batter's box. Stands even with the plate. One and two. Pitch is a change-up called strike three. That is a nice pitch by Cameron McCool. That's her fourth strikeout of the day. Second Panther goes down in a row. One away here in the inning, and it brings up Hilgenhold. Hilgenhold, the second baseman, hitting 145 on the year. She was a late addition to the batting order. She swings and misses that. Garlow came up with that elbow injury, and Hilgenhold moved into the lineup. Hilgenhold, a sophomore catcher from Tell City, Indiana, Tell City High School. She's a catcher, but she's playing second today. Owen won the count. Pitched to the plate. Swung on. Popped up on the infield. Coming into Stevenson battling the sun and takes it between first and the mound for the second out. Nice inning right now for Cam McCool. Gets the strikeout. Gets the pop up to the second base with Stevenson for the second out of the inning. Brings up the freshman Mallory Fultz. The shortstop hitting 303. Wearing Pete Rose's old number 14. And she has a wide open stance. Her left heel is actually out of the batter's box. And that pitch swung on, popped up over near third, the dugout, and it will drift out of play. Got a great crowd here on this Sunday afternoon. It's a packed house here on senior day. and Two meaningful games for both of these programs. As we mentioned, a sweep either way could change this entire thing. A sweep for the Lions mean we would host, and a sweep for Hanover would put a same matchup on Thursday with the Hanover Panthers being the three seed and the Lions the two. And the pitch swung on. Fultz fouls it back against the screen. Almost drilled the home plate umpire in the back of the head. And the count now goes to 0-2. Fultz, right-handed batter. You look at her batting stance. She has got a wide-open stance. Her front foot, the toes are right on the back line of the batter's box. She pops that one up on the infield. Rachel Gabbard at first base comes halfway in to take it in fair territory for the third out of the inning. McCool has faced the minimum nine through three innings. As we head to the fourth, we have got no score on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Well, your three-inning line score so far in this one. For the Lions, no runs, two hits, no errors. The Lions have left three on base. And for Hanover, they've got no runs on no hits, no errors, and they have left nobody on base, obviously. For the Lions, Rachel Gabbard. Middle of the order, cleanup hitter will lead it off. Right-handed batter, Gabbard. Struck out her first time up. Then comes Bramble and Kennedy against Compton. And Compton puts that 
Looks like over below for a ball. Half of the outs in this game have been strikeouts. Compton and McCool, a good-fashioned pitcher's duel as we go to the top of the fourth. And the 1-0 high and outside, 2-0. Now to Rachel Gabbard. Hutchison, the third baseman, is playing even with the bag, the outfield, straight away but deep. Not really much of a wind right now. Pitch to Gabbard, swung on and missed. Gabbard took a huge cut on that, Dave. She's got 40 hits on the year, looking for 41. Two and one the count. No score here in the fourth inning of play. That pitch in tight. Back Rachel away. Count now three and one. Said Bramble on deck. Rachel ahead in the count. And the pitch takes that one over below for a ball. Nice at bat by Rachel. Nothing really in the zone. Took that one big cut. But draws the walk to start the inning for the Lions. And looks like we're going to have a pinch runner, Dave, for Gabbert. And if they go according to plan, it'll be Whitmer, and that's who it will be. Alyssa Whitmer comes in to pinch run. Whitmer's the junior from Westchester, Ohio, Lakota West High School. Where's the number zero on her back? She is two for two in stolen bases. But Bramble probably up in a sacrifice situation. Casey, I think, has a future as a maid because every time she gets into the batter's box, she just levels the dirt, cleans everything (laughs) out, and then steps back in. Nobody down. Whitmer now running for Gabbard at first base. Casey squares. She's going to bunt it out in front of the plate. Good bunt. Compton's only play is the first base in time, and Whitmer goes to second. Casey Bramble, way to do a job right there. Puts the sacrifice bunt down. Alyssa Whitmer moves up to second. And there's a runner in scoring position with one out in the top of the fourth. So Whitmer now at second brings up Maddie Kennedy, the right fielder, who struck out her first time up. Kennedy, right-handed batter, stands even with the plate. One-out pitch, swung on and missed. Is it just me, Chris, or is this the first time that Maddie has actually let her hair come out long like that? I I haven't seen it this way (laughs) all year. There's your social report for the afternoon. (laughs) 0-1 the count. Whitmer at second. And that pitch by Kennedy swung and fouled back against the screen. Kennedy, a freshman from Erlanger, Kentucky, Lloyd High School. Looking to deliver a timely hit for this Lions offense, trying to break into the scoreboard. 0-0, top of the fourth. No balls, two strikes to Kennedy. And the pitch fouled back again to the screen. And the count stays 0-2. Kennedy came in hitting... 333 with 16 RBIs on the year. Casey Fincham is on deck. Whitmer getting the lead off of second. And the pitch in tight. Kennedy had to turn away from that one. One and two. Almost got Kennedy up in on the elbow. She yeah. wears that elbow pad on her left elbow. She's got the ankle brakes on the left ankle. One and two. And the pitch swung on fly ball. Right field going back is Beeman, and she drops the ball near the warning track. Wynn got a hold of that one. Whitmer's going to come around and score. Going into third base with Kennedy in a triple. 
The freshman Kennedy delivers again for the Lions, puts the ball up out to right field, and as you mentioned, the wind played some issues with Beeman out in right field. It hits up against the wall. Alyssa Whitmer goes from second to home, and Kennedy goes up for the stand-up triple off the air out in right field. Well, we'll wait to see how they do decide to score that. And they're going to put it as an error on the right fielder. Beeman had a beat on it, just the wind took it away from her and hit her glove and bounced up against that fence. And Kennedy's at third with one out, and the Lions take the lead, one to nothing in the fourth. That means no RBI for Kennedy, and it brings up Fincham with one down. But still, Kennedy is at third base. One nothing, Mount leads it now. And Fincham takes that pitch over for a strike. And here's where you got to have Casey Fincham put together a discipline at bat. Even a productive out here would score Kennedy from third. Compton, the 0-1 pitch, swung on, fly ball. Center field coming in is Dickinson. She's going to grab it on the run, tagging is Kennedy, and then she's going to hold up right there at third, and that'll be the second out of the inning. That's a fantastic play by the center fielder, Dickinson, coming in to make the second out of the inning. It was too shallow in the outfield to be able to tag Kennedy from home. Dickinson puts a throw into the home plate and holds Kennedy at third with two outs in the inning. Lions have broken the scoreless duel. They lead it now 1-0. And at third is Kennedy. Brings up Miss Clutch, B. Ivers. Ivers, the catcher. Two down, swings and misses. Big cut right there from Elizabeth Ivers, number 18. Emily McDonald is on deck. Kennedy just 60 feet away, 1-0 Lions. Alyssa Whitmere head scores the lone run for the Lions. Top of the four, two outs. Compton ahead, 0-1. Pitch to Ivers. And that's a called strike over the inside part of the plate this time, 0-2. Getting those inside tight calls. Got to make the adjustment here if you're B. Got to continue to battle. 0-2 count. Ivers digging in. Now moving up. In the batter's box towards the front. The 0-2 fouled it back. Count stays 0-2. Kennedy is at third with two down in the inning. Lions lead it one nothing. Ivers steps back in. She is in the front of the batter's box. And the 0-2 pitch swung on a miss. Got her down swinging. But in the inning for the Lions, they pick up one run on no base hits. There was one error performed by Hanover, and the Lions leave one on base. As we head to the bottom of the fourth inning, it's the Mount 1, Hanover nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Sometimes circumstances require the services of a private investigator. And when that happens, contact Official Investigations and Security Services in Cincinnati. They specialize in surveillance, insurance fraud investigations, workers' comp, witness location and protection, accident reconstruction, and stolen auto and construction equipment. Official Investigations and Security Services also provides mobile notary services throughout the tri-state area. So for your needs, call the best. Courtesy, professionalism, experience, and results. Official Investigations and Security Services at 844-263-3424. Back here in Hanover, I'm Dave Mitchell with Chris Morris. Lions now lead at one nothing as we head to the fourth inning of play. Cam McCool has gone nine straight in a row here, and it will be the top of the order 
Kenzie Bradley, Lauren Beeman, and Hutchison. Bradley led off the ball game, got on base, but they actually called her out at home plate for being out of the batter's box when she hit the ball. Combined 10 strikeouts so far in the game between both teams. So McCool has faced the minimum here through three innings. Bradley hitting 286 left-handed batter. Lions playing in at the corners and very in on the outfield. And that pitch swung on a miss. Went after a high offering. 0-1 the count. Bradley, a junior from Greenfield, Indiana, as you mentioned, the leadoff spot for this handover lineup. Still got some people coming in for this one this afternoon. Yeah, great crowd here this afternoon. 0-1, that pitch low and outside. Who wouldn't want to be outside on a day like this? And then you get two good teams playing. Both of these teams will be in the conference tournament starting on Thursday. B. Ivers turned and said something to the home plate umpire. And the 1-1 pitch swung on, popped up right at home plate. Coming in, McCool's going to call for it and has it for the first out. Nice communication between Ivers and McCool on the pop-up just in front of the home plate. McCool calls her off for the first out of the inning. So there's one away, and it brings up Lauren Beeman. Beeman struck out her first time, 0 for 1 in the ball game, right-handed batter. And that pitch is evidently a little bit outside. One or no the count. Beeman hitting 417 in conference play. 1 0. Lions lead it. That pitch swung on. Line to left field. That's going to go over Lane's head and out of here. Just mentioned today, Beeman hitting 417 in conference play and barrels up a ball as a home run solo shot over the left field fence. Tie ball game 1-1 in the bottom of the fourth. That thing never got off the ground more than 15 feet. It was a shot off the bat of Beeman, the freshman, and delivers a big-time hit for Hanover, and now we're tied up 1-1, bottom of the fourth. First 10 of the game was a home run for the Panthers. Well, ties things up at one apiece. The only question was if it was going to be high enough to get over the fence, and it was by a couple of feet. So, with one out here in the fourth inning, we're tied up at one. And it brings up Kendra Hutchison. Hutchison struck out looking her first time up. 0 for 1. Right-handed batter. And the pitch to the plate. Swung on. Pop foul and out of play. On deck is Compton. Cam was cruising. Had retired 10 in a row. That was the third home run for Beeman on the year. And the pitch to the plate swung on, fouled down the right field side. Gabbard gives chase, but it will drop out of play near the bullpen. On the right field side. And the count now goes to 0-2. Beeman misplayed the ball out in right field, but comes up with that solo home run shot to tie it up to make up for that in the bottom half of the inning. That's all you can do. 0-2. High and outside, 1-2. That's all a coach will tell you to do, too. I mean, if you yeah. make a mistake in the field... Just get back out there and take advantage of it. Make up for that mistake. One and two the count. And the pitch swung on and lined into right center. Coming in as Kennedy. Has to play it on the bounce and a base hit. Now for Hutchison. Back to back hits by Hanover. Hutchinson just went the other way with that pitch. Singles out to right field and the Panthers have a base runner with one out in the inning. 
Santana will bring to the plate Lily Compton, who's batting 348 on the year. Fouled out to third her last time up on a nice play by Casey Fincham. Runner at first base is Hutchison. One out. Pitch the plate. Swung on. Fly ball. Center field. Now going back is Stevenson, and she's going to run in to McDonald. Ball's going to bounce free. And now we've got the runners now at first and second as Hutchison wanted to go to third, but decided against it as Allie Lane came in and grabbed the ball quickly. Well, you could see that coming. McDonald running in from center field. Stevenson going out. And they collided, and Stevenson dropped the ball. Yeah, Compton put a high fly ball up over the second base bag, and there was just no communication between the middle of the field, between the Lions, and McDonald and Stevenson actually collided. Luckily, Allie Lang from third or from left field came over to gather the ball and kept everybody just one bag at a time, Hutchinson at second, Compton at first, but the Panthers got something going here offensively in the bottom of the fourth. And that was just the third home run given up by Cam McCool on the year. And that'll be a base hit. Hutchison at second. So there are runners at first and second. Hutchison at second, Compton at first. And it brings up Dickinson, the number five hitter. Grounded to third. We are tied at one here in the fourth inning of play. McCool into the wind. And the pitch swung on. Looped into the left field. Coming in Lang, trying to grab it. And did she get it? Is she out? What a play by Allie Lang in left field. Goes into foul territory, makes the diving grab. That's a huge out, and that's the second out of the inning. Great play by the junior left fielder, Allie Lang. The home plate umpire signaled to the base umpire. The base umpire looked back at him and said, yes, Lang did catch it on the backhand in foul territory. What a play by the Lions left fielder. There are two down in the inning. Now we're going to have a discussion here between the field umpire and the home plate umpire. Coach Collinsworth is not happy with that call. She's saying that it hit the ground before getting into Lang's glove. Now they're all going to come together and have a conversation at the third base bag. Base umpire now is going to leave the conversation, and the home plate umpire is going to come down, and now he's going to walk away from it. So there are two down on a great defensive play by Allie Lang. Well, you're not going to see anything better than that. Laid out fully for that in foul territory and gathered it. Two outs in the inning, two on for Hanover. Tie game, 1-1, bottom of the fourth. Danny Stewart now will come up to the plate. Left-handed batter. Runner still at first and second. And the pitch. In tight for a ball. The Ivers really wanted that one. Looks into the dugout. It's the same pitch that... Ben Patterwitz says, where was that pitch? And... The umpire says it was inside. 1-0. McCool, again, twirls the ball against her right hip. And the 1-0 swung on, popped up on the infield. Fincham's going to call it in front of shortstop and has it for the third out of the inning. And Cam McCool pitches out of it here in the fourth. But in the fourth... For Hanover, they pick up one run on two hits. The home run by Lauren Beeman. And as we head to the 
top of the fifth. It is the Mount One and Hanover One on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Where are you headed? Where would you like to go? New heights, right? That's why you're going to college in the first place. At Mount St. Joseph University, we integrate academic excellence, real-world experience, and individual attention so that you can go further than you ever thought possible. In fact, over 96% of our graduates over the past three years were employed or pursuing graduate studies within six months of graduation. Are you ready to climb higher? Begin your ascent at msj.edu. And we're back in Hanover on a bright, sunshiny Sunday afternoon where Lily Compton, who gave up a run in the last inning to go down one nothing, got a home run from Lauren Beeman in the bottom of that inning, and we're knotted up at one. Yeah, just two good teams competing right here, Dave. Obviously, both are going to make the tournament next week. Had, a couple, had the home run, had the base, had the hit for the triple from Kennedy to deliver for the Lions. Hanover comes back with the solo shot. Allie Lang with a good defensive play. Hutchinson's with a good defensive play. Just two pitchers battling and two teams giving it everything they got so far this afternoon. McDonald doubled and was stranded at second her last time up. One for one, and that pitch to lead off the fifth is high and outside. Have to credit Cam McCool for pitching out of that jam. Compton. Here's in, the 1-0 is outside, 2-0. After that double, Hanover's defense is a little different. They're playing even with the bags at the corners and the outfield a little bit deeper. And the pitch to McDonald swung on and foul tipped off the mask of the catcher Miller back against the screen. 2-1 and one now to count. McDonald hitting 378 in conference play. 10 runs scored off 14 hits. McDonald up in the front of the batter's box. Now Kuz is in close at first. That pitch swung on and lined right to the third baseman. Hutchison on one hop, throws to first in time to get McDonald. Nice play by the third baseman, Hutchison. That's a hard shot off of the McDonald bat. Hutchison stays with it, fires it across the diamond for the first out of the inning. Allie Lang struck out and walked her last time up. So she is... 0 for 1 officially on the ball game. 1-1 your score on deck Stevenson. And the one-out pitch, a called strike over the outside part of the plate. Owen won the lane. Left-handed batter, slight separation between her hands on the bat. Bunts that one foul back against the screen in the air. And the count now goes to 0-2. Compton with six strikeouts so far this game. Just giving up one run, which was unearned. Chris, we have a cloud sighting <laughs> over the left field fence. Had no clouds here today, but now we've got one. And that pitch called strike three, got Lang looking. On the outside corner, Compton gets Lang looking for her seventh strikeout of the day. And Allie knew it as she walked away. So that's seven in the ball game. Two down. It brings up Stevenson. Right-handed batter. She is over two in the ball game. And that pitch called strike. Stevenson, on one. Stevenson tied for first with Ivers and home runs with three on the year. The freshman. Stevenson, even with the plate at the plate. One-one pitch is called strike two. 
Once again, Compton just continues to get ahead of the hitters. 0-2 on Stevenson, two outs in the inning. She's in a groove right now. She's going really she just, well today. Yeah, she just wants the ball back and give me the sign and let me go. 1-1 one, one pitch to the play, or 1-1 one, one score. That pitch driven into left center field. Going back is Bradley and has it in front of the warning track for the third out of the inning. Lions go down 1-2-3 here in the inning. We head to the bottom of the fifth. It is still Mount 1, Hanover 1 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You're a Lions fan. Own it. And we are the radio home of Mount St. Joseph Lions Sports. UltimateSportsTalk.com. Football, basketball, wrestling, volleyball, softball, baseball. We are Cincinnati's sports website and also the home of the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show every Monday night during the baseball season. We are the home of the Mount St. Joseph Lions, UltimateSportsTalk.com. Well, coming into this one, Hanover had lost three of their last four, and over the last ten games they were five and five, but... Right now, they're even Steven with the Lions. 1-1 in a game the Lions really need to set up game two and a possible conference championship and tournament hosting appearance. Have to give all the credit to Compton so far. Seven strikeouts on the day. Game McCool coming into the day was .49 ERA, so Beeman puts a solo shot up on the fourth inning for them, and it's tied 1-1, bottom of the fifth. Coos struck out looking her first time up, leads it off. And she takes that one low and in tight. Only five hits compete between the two teams. With Coos, anything low would be a normal strike for everybody else. The 1-0 swung on and lined foul down the left field side. Right past Corey Collinsworth in that third base coach's box. Count now 1-1. One and one. These two coaching staffs have a lot of respect for each other. One and one the count to the leadoff man, and that pitch low for a called strike. Caught it at the knees, and the count now one and two. Yeah, you talked about it. Coach Collinsworth and Coach Morris know each other on a personal level. They've played against each other at the collegiate level and now coaching against each other. And the one-two pitch to Kuz, grounded wide of third and foul. Boy, that was just... Foul past third base. Down the left field side. We are knotted up at one. Collinsworth coaching down the third base side. Mackenzie Smith, as Chris said earlier, in the first base coach's box. Had 11 combined strikeouts, only five combined hits, and two runs in this game. One and two. Pitch to Coos, and that went off of her hand, and that is going to be... Beth Goddard is going to say that's a foul ball. The hand is usually the part of the bat. He's going to say it hit her wrist. And now they're going to check with the base umpire. and They're going to say no. So Coos gets hit. She's looking at her hand. She isn't really looking at her wrist. But the home plate umpire said it hit her wrist, and Beth is going to continue the argument. And the home plate umpire standing back telling her to go away. And Beth getting right in his face. And he is not going to hear any more out of Goddard as she turns around and walks away. So there is nobody out. Coos gets hit by the pitch and it brings up Hilgenhold. Hilgenhold hitting 145 on the year. 
And the pitch bunted foul against the screen. Hilgen hold. Bunted it. Looked like maybe she bunted it off of her helmet. And it went back to the screen. 1-1 tie. We're in the bottom of the fifth. Nobody down. 0-1 the count to Hilgenhold. Fultz is on deck. That pitch is bunted foul behind home plate. And a delayed foul ball call by the home plate umpire since Coos back to first base. Coos 2 for 2 on stolen bases. Now an 0-2 count. No outs in the inning. Bottom of the fifth. 1-1 game. Coos did what you're supposed to do. There was no call. She took off for second, which was a smart play. And the 0-2, that's high. One and two the count. Cam just up over 40 pitches. Compton up over 80 pitches so far in this game. One and two to Hilgenholt, the number eight hitter in the order. Second baseman. And the two-strike pitch down low. Count evens up at two and two. Well, you and I, you had never been there, but we got the chance to go up to the football press box before the game. Just a gorgeous facility for football here at Hanover. Two and two. That pitch swung on and lined foul and out of play. I kept telling you that they had an elevator leading up there. <laughs> we got the chance to go up. They have bathrooms in the press box. Boy. Coaches' offices up there. Really yeah. nice facility and softball facilities. Really nice here as well. Two and two the count. And the pitch. That pitch is just outside. Three and two. Just the second time I've been here to Hanover over the seven years being with the Lions. So, Well, this is the first time. What did Kerry say in five years that we've played here? Yeah. Three and two. And the pitch is down low, ball four. That'll be the first walk of the day. Cam hits a pitch, or hits a batter and walks a batter, and that's two on, no outs for Hanover. Can they take advantage of the free bases? Fultz, the shortstop, coming up to the plate. She is a freshman, Fultz, on the season. Comes to the plate with a 303 batting average. And she has got that wide stance. And the pitch swung on, popped up behind home plate and out of play. Fultz coming in, hitting 303, 20 hits, 6 doubles, 8 RBIs. Two sacrifice hits. Let's see if the bunt is on play for Coach Collinsworth in this offense for Hanover. No outs, two on. It wasn't on the first pitch. She was swinging away. Owen won the count. McCool's pitch. There she squares the bunt. Bunts it to first to Gabbard. Gabbard bobbles the ball, and the bases are loaded. Great bunt right there by Fultz. She bunted down the first base side. Looked like Gabbard was going to go to third with it. Bobbled it, unable to make the play. And all of a sudden, a hit-by-pitch, a walk, and a bunt has Hanover bases loaded and no outs in the bottom of the fifth. 1-1 game. That'll be the first error committed by the Lions in this game, but that is a big one. And we've talked about the defense over the last 12-14 games. It has not been championship caliber. Cam's going to have to battle for sure right here. Bases loaded, no outs, and uh, Hanover's got to take advantage of this. If you're this offense, you've got to find a way to put another run or two up. 1-1 the score, but Hanover here in the bottom of the fifth inning looking to break through. 
trying to untie this score. They have got Coos at third, Hilgenhold at second, Fultz at first. Dee Morris went out to the mound to talk to the Lions infield, try to settle them down. But that is going to bring up the top of the order in Kenzie Bradley. Bradley was out when she hit the ball outside the batter's box to lead off the game for Hanover and popped out to first. So she is 0 for 2 in the ball game. Bases loaded, nobody down. That pitch is outside for a ball. Game's really going to have to work here in this inning. No outs, bases loaded. Infield's in, outfield's playing shallow. 1-0 the count. Fincham is in at third. So is Gabbard at first. Outfield playing in also. That pitch swung on and missed. Count evens now at 1-1. One and one. Allie Lang, McDonald, and Kennedy in the outfield are no more than 20 feet behind the outfield grass. One and one the count. Pitch to the plate. Swung on, blooped into left field, and that's going to split the defense and go all the way to the wall, and that's probably going to clear the bases, and it will, and going into third with a triple is Bradley, and it's now 4-1 to one Hanover. Bradley delivers a huge hit for the Hanover Panthers, founds a gap in between left field and center field. It goes all the way to the wall, and it's a basing clear triple for Hanover, and they score three. It's now 4-1 to one for Hanover. Three RBIs for Bradley. Runner at third base now. And what do we have? Are they going to... They're going to put... I think they're going to say she hit the ball out of the batter's box again. The runners are going back out to the bases. I think... Is that what he called? Everybody goes back Every to the bases, eliminate that entire play, one-to-one score. They're going to say she hit the ball out of the batter's box again. Boy, so oh it boy. is still a 1-1 one, one game. What a huge call in this game. And that brings to the plate Beeman. No, they didn't actually call her out. She's still at the plate. Bradley's still at the plate, 2-2 well, count. Well, then what's the call? Looks like they gave her a strike. Called strike on the play. For what? No outs. How is two, she two still count. at the plate? Two and two the count then to Bradley, and she strikes out looking. That is a major turn of events in this game. Bradley hit a ball in between left field and center fielder. Cleared the bases, brought her back to a 2-2 count, and Kay McCool strikes her out. 1-1, bottom of the fifth, bases loaded, and one out in the inning. They're going to bring the infield in now for the Lions, and Beeman will come up to the plate. Boy, my score sheet is a mess now. (laughs) Still 1-1. That pitch lined down the left field side and foul. Ooh, that was gone foul down the left field line. Beeman with the solo shot earlier in this game. Takes one deep to left field, just foul. Bases loaded, one out. Beeman one for two. As Chris said, she had that home run. 0-1 the count. One down in the inning. And the pitch to Beeman. Swung on. Popped up foul. Gabbard 
near the first base coach's box. Has it for the second out of the inning. Dave, I'm telling you, if Cam finds a way to get out of this inning, that is a huge call on Bradley. Bases clearing triple. And now it's two outs, bases loaded, 1-1 game in the fifth. You hate to say this, but that could be a conference championship changing call. Depending on how these innings and these games play out. Two down in the inning. And the pitch now to Hutchison. Outside for a ball. Toughest hitter in this lineup. Hutchison hitting 376, 21 RBIs, second on the team. Can she deliver for the Hanover Panthers? Bases loaded. Still loaded. 1 0 the count. Pitch swung on, popped to the shortstop, going back. Cornelius has it. McCool pitches out of the inning, and what a call that was. We are still tied at one, heading to the sixth on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Changing lives is what great teachers do. Mount St. Joseph University's reading science program that uses highly effective research-based methods improved my students' lives and helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash read. Barbarian Apparel is a cutting-edge sports apparel company. Barbarian Apparel provides high-quality team gear and active wear that is unrivaled at a great price. Barbarian Apparel fits not only individuals, but teams all over the world. And your team will stand out with Barbarian's custom sublimation, artwork, and screen printing. Each piece of team uniform is specifically designed with your preferences in mind, including graphics, color, logos, and fabric selections. Start your order today at BarbarianApparel.com or email any questions at barbariancustomers at gmail.com. Barbarian Apparel, conquered the impossible. Well, in discussing it up here in the press box, the only thing that we can come up with is that he called a strike, but she was hitting the ball when she was out of the batter's box, and we don't understand why that was a strike instead of an out. Man, that is a huge call. Chris, that's going to be that could be a conference championship changing call. It, it was a four to one game. He called Bradley back into the box and wound up Cam McCool zero outs in the inning, getting the way out of that. Cornelius will lead it off. She bloops it down the right field side, coming in the right fielder Beeman, and has it near the foul line for the first out. That's a nice play by the right fielder Beeman. Cornelius flies out to right field. Beeman comes running in, catches it for the first out of the inning. It's still one one. If you turned around and backed up after that triple it is still 1-1 that pitch low and outside for a ball 1-1 what a battle between these two teams Dave 1-0 the count that pitch high and tight for a ball no idea why she was not called out 12 strikeouts into the game only five hits so far in this ball game between both teams. One out pitch to Gabbard is high and outside. And the count now 2-0. and Nope, make it 3-0. and Gabbard ahead in the count 3-0. and Bramble on deck. Pitch. Called strike over the outside corner. And Coach Corey Collinsworth had to agree with the call because she did not argue that call on Bradley whatsoever. Well, I mean, it was kind of a, a ruling split down the middle. Three and one. Check swing. Went too far. Oh, no, nope, they're going to say that she didn't go too far. Or are they? Now they're going to call it a strike as they appeal to the base umpire. And it will be a strike three and two. 
I mean, you you talk about splitting a, a call right down the middle. Okay, yeah, you hit the ball out of the batter's box, but we're only going to give you a strike for it yeah. instead of the out call. So, Corey, really, why would you argue? Three and two. Pitch swung on and missed. Gabbard goes down swinging. That's the second strikeout for Gabbard on the day. And that'll be the eighth strikeout for Compton so far. Rachel really not following the ball well over the last few games, Chris. No, just struggling over the last couple games. Had to continue to battle and get out of that slump. Bramble 0 for 1 in the ball game had a sacrifice. Two down here in the inning, 1-1 game. Swung on and missed. Casey Bramble hitting 278 coming into today's game. Stands even with the plate, deep in the bat- batter's box. The 0-1. That pitch is down low. 1-1 one one to count. You heard the dismay from the Hanover crowd below us. That looked like a good pitch. 1-1 one one to count. Compton into the wind, the 1-1, one, one, swung on and missed. Casey behind that fastball. And the count now 1 and 2. Compton We're coming in today with a 2.70 conference ERA. We are in the sixth, tied at 1, two outs. Pitch to Bramble, fouled back against the screen. Miller caught it on the deflection from the screen. Got it right back out to Compton. She wears the mask. She twirls the ball up around her midsection. And the 1-2 pitch is in tight to Bramble. 2-2. Two and two. Casey had to back out of the way of that one. Two balls, two strikes. Here again, Compton. And the 2-2 pitch to the plate is outside to Casey. 3-2. and two. Casey at Brent. Bramble Jr. from Westchester, Ohio, Lakota West High School. On deck, Kennedy. If Bramble can keep this alive. Three and two. Pitch, swung on, fly ball, right center field. Coming over is Beeman, has it. And that'll do it here in the inning. For the Lions, they go one, two, three in the inning. We head to the bottom of the sixth. It is still the Mount 1, Hanover 1, on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, whether it's spirit wear, gifts, or snacks. But the Roar Store is more. They offer everything from notebooks to laundry detergent, even brake fluid and tire repair, plus a wide range of food and drink. And it's just a walk away. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Take your game to new heights at Mount St. Joseph University with 23 athletic teams and cutting-edge facilities. We are the NCAA Division III University in Greater Cincinnati. Climb higher at www.msj.edu. Chris, in between innings, I had to go back to the previous inning and do a lot of erasing and scratching <laughs> here on my score sheet. Just a complete battle between two teams here today. And over in the mount, tied one to one. We're heading to the bottom of the six. Huge games online for both of these teams. Well, Lily Compton will lead it off. Then Dickinson and Stewart, the four, five, and six hitters. One, one, your score here in the six, the bottom of the six. 
Compton has fouled out the third and Singleton. Pops that one up behind home plate. Ivers loses the mask. Comes back. Bobbles it. Caught it for the out. Ivers does a fantastic job. Throwing that mask off behind home plate. Bobbles it a little bit, but stays with it. First out of the inning, it's a pop-up to foul territory to the catcher, Elizabeth Ivers. That, Chris, is why catchers are taught to basket catch foul balls. <laughs> They'll pop up rather than down. One and one the score. One away here in the inning. It brings up Dickinson. Dickinson takes that pitch low and outside for a ball. Catherine has grounded to third. And fouled out to third. That pitch swung on and missed. McCool today is throwing that changeup a lot more effectively than we've seen it all year long. Yeah, doing a really good job with that changeup. And just a complete pitcher's duel so far today, Dave. Only five hits combined between both of these teams. We're in the bottom of the sixth. 1-1 the score. Pitch swung on, fly ball. Center field going back, though, is Cornelius on the outfield grass for the second out of the inning. It's a very similar play we saw earlier where Stevenson and McDonald collided with each other. That time, Cornelius calls everybody off on the bloop behind second base bag and gathers it for the second out of the inning. Brings up Danny Stewart, hitting 283, struck out, popped out to third. She is 0 for 2, left-handed batter, wears number 17. Outfield medium depth, and that pitch outside. Want to know the count? Stewart, a freshman on this Panthers team. And that pitch, the 1 0, pissed it foul. Was a B. Ivers dad you said was going to put together the Chamber of Commerce letter? Yeah. <laughs> Talking to him pregame, he wanted to make sure I got that in. You always mentioned Shelbyville. Well, now we've got a girl from Shelbyville, Kentucky, behind the plate. Shelbyville, Indiana, at the plate. <laughs> got to get it in. Well represented. That pitch swung on, fouled back and out of play. And the count is one and two. Stepping back in. Is Stewart. Stewart with two down here in the inning. And the two strike pitch high and outside. Count goes two and two. This is a big out for Cam Dave. Sorry. If she were able to get Stewart out, she would come back to face seven, eight, nine in the bottom of the seventh. Two and two. Two down here in the inning. Bases are empty. And the pitch high and outside. Three and two. Kuz is on deck. Three and two, the count. Two down here in the inning. This is the action pitch. And that pitch swung on and fouled out of play again. And the count stays three and two. Only three hits on the day for Hanover. Beeman on the solo home run. Hutchinson and Compton. Two hits for the Lions came from Cornelius and McDonald, the two freshmen. Stewart, pitch to the plate. And that is a ball. I have no idea why. <laughs> Inside pitch. And that's going to be a going to be a walk for Stewart. And goes down to first base. That's a pitch that Cam McCool the other way. 
She was running off the mound towards the dugout, and they called it a ball. Got to compete. You got to go through adversity at times. None of these games were going to be easy down the stretch. Hanover's giving us everything they want. So Coos is up to the plate, struck out looking, got hit by a pitch her last time up. So it led that disastrous inning. That pitch swung on and missed by Coos. Disastrous and confusing inning just 15 minutes ago. Coos with three home runs, 23 RBIs. Leads Hanover in both categories. Stewart at first. That pitch swung on, popped up and out of play behind us. And the count now 0-2. Coos steps out of the batter's box, tries to collect her thoughts. Now back in. Up in the front of the batter's box. And the 0-2 pitch in tight. 1-2. and Sometime Cam is going to come on an 0-2 pitch. Instead of wasting a pitch, she's going to come right down Broadway. And whoever is at bat is just going to stand there frozen. 1-2. and two. Pitch to the plate. Swung on. Foul. Back and out of play again. A lot of movement by the outfield on that play. Two down. Runner at first is Stewart. That pitch swung on the line. Foul and hit the on-deck batter. Hagen hold right on the left shin. Hope she's going to be okay, Dave. That was a hard-hit ball into foul territory. Hit the on-deck batter as the trainer and Coach Collinsworth and the umpire all go to check on her. Was that who almost hit the last time? Jeez. It was Hogan Hold, yeah. yeah. I think I'd start swinging the bat <laughs> in the dugout behind the screen. I'm not standing outside there anymore. Looks like she's going to be okay. That's good to see. It's always a scary moment when that happens. Or put on the catching equipment <laughs> when you go out and into the on-deck circle. I'm walking out with protection. No way. Jeez. Got to be alert at all times. They they go for dinner after the game. Coos is picking up the bill on that one. Yeah, look, now she moves into the dugout. I'm out of here. Yeah. One and two the pitch. That is outside. Two and two. It's a smart choice by the on-deck hitter. I don't blame her. Get behind the net. Two-two count. Two outs in the inning. One-one game. Bottom of the sixth. Hanover's got one on. Into the line, McCool, 2-2 pitch, swung on, fisted, foul back against the screen again. Coos is battling, fouling off several pitches here, 2-2 count. Boy, you think this is an easy game? Al Goderwitz, the husband of Beth Goderwitz, is just walking and pacing behind the dugout <laughs> after every pitch. 2-2 two and two the count, two down. Pitch to the plate, in tight, ball three. And Beth is beside herself. Cam has not got the outside or the inside call all afternoon. Well, as wide as his strike zone started at the beginning of this game. This is three and four games in a row for Cam, too, by the way. Three and two. Two down. Stewart at first. Pitch. Swung on. Fouled back against the screen. Beth is (laughs) beside herself down there in that first base dugout. Tense moments in this game. There is a lot on the line for both of these programs. And now the base umpire is going to come in and have a chat with the home plate umpire. 
And they're going to give a bench warning. Or did they? So a bench warning. You know, Chris, we have seen so many obscure calls this year that, that it, yeah, it has been an interesting season, but we have had so many obscure calls, and Beth is out, I don't know if she's questioning the strike zone or what, you're not supposed to be able to question the strike zone, but this has been one of those games that... And Transy's got to be sitting at home saying, what in the world? They're actually playing at Spalding this afternoon. That's true. So they're not even paying attention to this. I'm sure they are. but Their and, fans are. And this is a you know, a big delay and a big moment in the game. 2-2 two, two count. There's a runner at first. It's a tie game, bottom of the sixth. There are two outs. Those are two or three strike calls in this inning, though, that questionable mm-hmm. calls. And here we go again as everybody gets set. The discussion is over. Coos is back up. Three and two, two outs. Freshman versus senior. Stewart at first. McCool peers into the dugout. And here comes the payoff pitch here in the bottom of the sixth. Swung on and missed. Got her swinging. Coos goes down swinging. Ends the inning. No runs. One left on. We head to the seventh. It's still a 1-1 tie on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Do you want to grow as a leader? Mount St. Joseph University offers a flexible master's degree in organizational leadership. Classes meet about one Saturday a month. Climb higher and become the leader you were meant to be. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash msol. Odyssey now has hundreds of new exclusive music stations for you to discover your new summer soundtrack. Get moving with worthy workouts for a cardio sesh fueled by today's top artists. Hanging with your crew? Throw it back with Picnic Party for old school jams for your cookout. Or sail away with Odyssey's new yacht rock station, Jugger Yacht. For summer barbecues, road trips, or relaxing poolside. Hundreds of new exclusive stations, plus all your favorite local radio stations and podcasts. It's all on Odyssey. Chris, Beth got her whistle, just been thrown out of the game. She was down the first baseline talking to her team, and they threw her out. Coach Morris's question in the call as well. We were in between innings, and they threw her out of the game. And it appeared to be the base umpire that threw her out of the game. Yeah. This is this has become a comedy. You have to continue to battle through adversity, though, Dave. You cannot get caught up into this. Coach Morris will go down to coach third base. Coach Aaron Brogan will go down to coach first base. And if you're the Lions, if you've had any fight in you, you got to fight for your coach right now. This has become one of those games where you almost would be better off on the honor system. <laughs> now, she should be able to come back for game two. Game She's two. only thrown out for one game. Yes. She'll be able to come back for game two. And I think she's going to go to her husband Al's truck and sit down and probably tune us in and listen to the end. She has to go all the way out to the bus, Dave. Has to go off premises to the bus as she's walking that way now. Just that's I'm an unfortunate sure. call right there in between the inning. I didn't see. She wasn't even talking to the umpires in between the innings. But anyways, here we go. 
7-7, game. A lot on the line, as you can see. Both of these teams are just going to work, battling. This has been a fantastic game, Dave. Maddie Kennedy, in a 1-1 game, will lead it off for the Lions. Compton, still on the mound and dealing, and she has been outstanding. And that pitch is down low and in tight for a ball. Here comes this bottom of the order for the Lions. Kennedy, Fincham, and Ivers. Can they deliver? Timely hits and a run here for Kay McCool. And the 1-0 pitch in tight again, 2-0 to Maddie. Got to be careful here if you're Maddie Kennedy. 2-0 count. Be patient. you got to stay disciplined right here late in this game. On deck is Fincham, then B. Ivers. Into the line. 2-0 pitch to the plate. That is out. Oh, ball. strike. Wow. Delayed call by the home plate umpire. 2-1 count. Two balls, one strike. Now to Kennedy. She's leading it off here in the seventh. The wind and the pitch. Down for a called strike. Got to continue to work if you're the hitter. Stay disciplined. Two and two to count. Crowd's getting into it for the Lions on the first base side. 1-1 game. Pitch to the plate. Swung on. Blooped into left field for a base hit. Kennedy delivers again. The freshman from Erlanger, Kentucky. Singles out to left field, and the Lions got their base runner they wanted here in the seventh inning with Fincham coming up. Casey is 0 for 2 in the ball game. Popped out to the mound, fly to center. Fincham came in hitting 368 on the season. Right-handed batter. Let's see if the sacrifice is on with Outfield. Kennedy at first. Outfield playing deep. Playing very deep. That pitch is bunted into the air. Grabbed by the third baseman, Hutchison. But getting back safely is Kennedy. One away. And a huge out for Compton. Great play by Hutchinson at third. Fincham pops up on the sack bunt attempt for the first out of the inning. Kennedy stays at first. Ivers to the plate. You've got to be able to do the little things, Chris. Small ball wins these type of games. Boy, there is a huge gap for Ivers, who's up now in right center field. Kennedy runs well on the bases. Dickinson is playing over near left center field and guarding the line as Beeman in right. <laughs> Ivers with one down, Kennedy at first. Pitch swung on and fouled straight back. Boy, are these are tense moments, aren't they? <laughs> Coach Goderwitz on the bus. Coach Morris coaching third. Aaron Brogan coaching first. It's a tie-tie game. 1-1 in the seventh. A Mc lot on the line. McDonald is on deck. Wind blowing out towards left. And the pitch. Swung on. Fly ball. Out into right field. Coming in is Beeman, but going back to second baseman. Hilden Hold has it on the outfield grass. And that's two away. Compton doing a really nice job. Gets Ivers to pop up to the second baseman. Now we'll face the freshman. Emily McDonald, two outs in the inning. McDonald has doubled, grounded out to third. One for two. Kennedy still at first after the base hit. Compton's pitch to the plate, high and outside. Lions with just three hits on the day. Hanover, three hits on the day. One run apiece. Lang is on deck. McDonald, ahead in the count, 1-0. Pitch to her. Called strike over the inside corner, I think. Ball was back in the pitcher's glove before the umpire ever signaled strike. 1-1. One one. 
two down here in the inning. One and one the count. Compton's pitch to McDonald. Swung on, popped up on the infield. Going back to shortstop. Fultz has it for the third out of the inning. So the Lions get the leadoff man on, but cannot bring her around. We head to the bottom of the seventh. Do or die. It is 1-1, the Mount and Hanover on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, like when you need a textbook. Students can order books exclusively online that they can pick up at the Roar Store through our new eCampus site. eCampus includes two different shipping options. Free online shipping to textbook delivery hub located in the Roar Store or delivered to your off-campus residence. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Hilgenhold will lead things off for Hanover here in the inning as we go to the bottom of the seventh. Cam McCool still dealing for the Lions in this one. It is 1-1 heading into the bottom of the seventh inning. McCool so far in this game has thrown 74 pitches, 46 of them for strikes, which is a lot different than her last outing when she threw 115 pitches through six innings. Yeah, but you do have to make the comments that she's not getting that inside or outside pitch called, and that's what Coach Goddard was upset about. And uh, you got to continue to work here. Bottom of the seventh, Hanover looking to walk this thing off. It is 8-9-1. and one. For Hanover. Hilgenhold, the second baseman, walked and popped the second. 0 for 1. And the pitch is evidently high. Ball 1. Really don't know what a strike is now, folks. And I'm not being a homer here, but it is just, you just don't know. 1 0, that pitch high and outside. 2 0. If you're Cam, you got to take a couple deep breaths here. Bottom part of this Hanover lineup, 2-0 count. Hanover needs one to win it. 2-0 the count to Hilgenhold. Fultz is on deck. The wind and the pitch. Swung on, popped up behind home plate. Ivers can't find it, and it will hit on the backstop. I'm not sure she would have had a play on it anyway, no, Chris. Came up and hit off with backstop netting. Just no play for Ivers. 2-1 count. Elgin hold ahead in the count two and one. It is a one-one game. Beth Godowitz has been thrown out of this game. That pitch swung on, fly ball, center field. McDonald over and has it. Great position for Emily McDonald. Played that perfectly. Had a hard hit ball off the bat, but she only had to move one or two steps for the first out of the inning. So that'll bring up Fultz with one out. Fultz reached on an error, popped to first. 0 for 2 in the ball game. She was on base when that crazy, confusing call was made at home after the triple by Bradley, which ended up being just a strike. And the pitch to the plate fouled straight back against the backstop. 0-1. Fultz hitting 303 on the year. 20 hits, 6 doubles. Game two means nothing if the Lions lose this one. means something to Hanover if they can sweep. The 0-1 pitch is low and outside for a ball, 1-1. Yeah, game two will mean something to the winner of game one. 
A split does nothing but a sweep for Hanover. Jump up to the three seed. A sweep for the mount. You're the one seed. You're hosting next weekend. One and one pitch is high. Two and one. Six combined hits, two combined runs. We've had a combined. Just one error. Fourteen strikeouts. Yeah. And that pitch swung on. Foul backing out of play, two and two. Top of the order and Bradley coming up. One away here in the bottom of the seventh. Wind blowing towards left. Pitch. Swung on. Grounded to short. On the backhand, Cornelius. Strong throw went high. Just a ball. Hit deep in the hole. Cornelius made a great backhand on it. Just skied the throw over Gabbard's head. And Hanover's got the base runner on with one out in Fultz. If I'm scoring on that one, Chris, i got to call it an error. A good throw would have had her. We're going to give it to a single for Fultz to the shortstop position. Maybe a little small ball coming from Hanover. Bradley the leadoff. Runner on first, one out. Hanover needs a run to walk it off. Bradley, left-handed batter. He's going to hit away. That pitch is outside. Cam in the circle. One and oh the count to Bradley, who has... 0 for 3 in the ball game. Pitch is high. 2 and 0. Last time Bradley was up at the plate, the big call was called. Bases loaded. She hit a ball in the left center gap that cleared the bases 4 to 1 lead, but it was called back. Called as a strike and brought her everybody back to the bases loaded and brought her back to the plate. Came a cool wound up striking her out. Now Bradley's got a chance here. Runner at first, one out, tie game. We're having a meeting at the mound for the Lions. Bradley, the leadoff hitter for Hanover. Can she deliver the timely hits? Dee Dee Morris went out to try to settle McCool down. Runner at first base is Fultz. Now we're going to have time on the other end. Coach Collinsworth coming in to make a change. Base runner coming into the ball game. Going to be number... Well, well... Is that Garlow? Yeah, five. Lexi Garlow going to come in and run. She could not play in the field or hit today because of that elbow, but she is going to run. And she's holding that elbow tight to her side. It's her left elbow. Garlow, seven for seven on stolen bases this year. If you're B. Ivers, you have to be aware of that behind the plate as Hanover looks to get her in scoring position. One out in the inning. She's got the speed at first base. Garlow. The 2-0 pitch, swung on, popped foul, and out of play on the third base side. And the count goes to 2-1. and one. Cam peers in. Runner at first is Garlow. One down. Pitch, swung on, foul, back, same place, and out of play. And the count now, 2-2. Two and two. Boy, McDonald is playing clear over in left center field. And Kennedy way off the line in right field, over in right center field for the Lions. Medium depth against Bradley. Beeman is on deck. One away. McCool, two and two. And the pitch to the plate is high. 
three and two. McCool, you got to go after this batter right here. You don't want to put Bradley on, two runners on. I know that second base runner means nothing but just the threat of having two on. Three balls, two strikes. One down in the inning. Cam, the payoff pitch. Swung on the line to Cornelius. Went through her glove into center field for a base hit. And Garlow will take second. Bradley puts a hard hit ball. Shortstop Cornelius dives after it. Unable to come up with it. Goes out the I think that went field. off the glance off the glove of McCool. And that changed the trajectory of it a little bit. And that it bounced right over the glove of Cornelius. But now the winning run is at second base in Garlow. And it brings to the plate Beeman. So Bradley on with the single, beaming up. Garlow at second, though, is the only base runner that counts right now. Beeman is homered. She is one for three. And the pitch. Swung on. Fly ball right center field. That's the ball game. They'll go up against the fence. Garlow is going to run on third. She's going to come home to score. And that will do it. Hanover is going to win it by a final score of 2-1 to one here this afternoon in a controversial ending to this one as the Lions lose it 2-1 to one and Transy will be hosting the tournament come this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We'll be back to wrap things up here in game number one of this doubleheader right after these timeouts. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Where are you headed? Where would you like to go? New Heights, right? That's why you're going to college in the first place. At Mount St. Joseph University, we integrate academic excellence, real-world experience, and individual attention so that you can go further than you ever thought possible. In fact, over 96% of our graduates over the past three years were employed or pursuing graduate studies within six months of graduation. Are you ready to climb higher? Begin your ascent at msj.edu. Well, Chris, we all go to Lexington on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Yeah, we know that much now after game one. Hanover walks it off on a beaming hard hit ball out to right center field, and Hanover wins 2-1. to one. That's Corey Collinsworth's first win over the Lions here at Hanover, so congratulations to her, and Compton pitched a heck of a game for Hanover. Broke a seven-game losing streak coming into this one against the Lions. Compton, just an outstanding game here this afternoon for her. She's pitched seven innings, 102 pitches. She struck out eight, walked two, gave up one run and three hits in the ballgame. She was just outstanding. Yeah, she pitched a really good game for Hanover, and the three hits for the Lions came from the freshman Cornelius, Kennedy, and McDonald. Compton kept off the bases from hits for Gabbert Lang, Bramble, Ivers, and Fincham. So really good job by Compton. And uh, just competed all the way to the end, and Hanover walks it off against the Lions here in game number one. And Cam McCool didn't have her best stuff, but still she battled. Gave up six hits in the ballgame, two runs, both earned. She struck out six 
and walked two in the contest. Yeah, came through well enough to win this ball game, but just no run support in that game. And, uh, you know, that's just how it goes sometimes. The ball doesn't bounce your way, but you got to credit Hanover for continuing to battle and to compete, and that's a big-time win. Now it sets up game number two. If Hanover were to win game two, these two teams would match up in the first round of the conference tournament in Lexington, Kentucky on Thursday afternoon. Well, the final line score here this afternoon for Hanover, they have two runs on six hits, one error. They left six on base. And for the Lions, they had one run on three hits, no errors. And they left five on base in the ball game here this afternoon. Lions, as you said, just three hits in the contest. Cornelius, Kennedy, and McDonald, all freshmen, Chris. So they were the ones that had the hits here this afternoon. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you... Compton threw well enough to keep this high-powered offense. Just a one run, no earned runs, only three hits. She only had two walks on the day, and that's the story of the day for the senior pitcher. So McCool loses her fourth game of the season. She goes now to 14-4 and four on the year, and Casey Kemp will be pitching game two. And believe it or not, Kemp could end up with the most wins on this staff. If she wins game two, she'll have 15 wins. Casey Kemp's throwing well so far in her sophomore campaign for the Lions. As you mentioned, 14 wins, so she's done a really good job for us. And uh, she's going to have a tough time here today against Hanover. They're not going to back down. They know what game number two means, and uh, it should be another fun one. Well, we'll be back to tell you more about game two and wrap up game one right after these timeouts. <laughs> 